You awaken, but you don't feel rested. You stretch, but your muscles don't tense. You stand up, but feel no further off the ground. You look left, an inky darkness. You look right, and the void stretches out before you. Your head snaps forward, and you see a face. Who is this older woman? She embraces you. You, you go to pull away, but you remain in her arms. Why? Why are you kissing her? You go to scream, but no noise escapes. You are surrounded by silence, overwhelmed by emptiness. She's laying down with you on the bed now, but there is no way out. You feel 20 feet below yourself, unable to crawl back to the surface. This is the sunken place. Your life is no longer yours alone. I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Podcast of the Dead, the podcast about all things horror-related. I'm Zach Palmer. Sitting next to me is Isaac Wright. What's up, dudes? Uh, oh. <laughs> that surprised me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm ignoring that entirely. Uh <laughs> Uh, joining us from the void, as always, is Chrissy Beetle. <laughs> All right, last. <laughs> See, I wanted to switch it up. I needed to do a different. I'm, I'm making a new catchphrase, making a new sign on. <laughs> How about you keep trying? <laughs> like right now? Oh, Go on for 10 minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> stop. stop trying now. Try later. Okay, we'll do it. Try again later. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, once again, it's been two weeks since we did an episode. They were just busy people. Yeah. We're busy people. Well, Mostly. You played a cool show, it seems. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I played a show in Wichita, Kansas, yeah, you- which is the, if you think Midlothian is the middle of nowhere, Wichita, Kansas is really <laughs> the middle of nowhere. <laughs> It has a city, though. I feel like Midlothian is just like two buildings in a post office. <laughs> I have no idea where any of these places No, are. Midland is two post offices oh, okay. and fucking nothing. Midlothian is a little bit more urban because okay. it's sort of nearby Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. But Oh, is it really? I thought it was I thought it was. No, West. it's not like West Texas or Yeah, that's or what anything. I thought it was. Yeah. No, what, <laughs> West Texas is fucking nowhere. Yes. <laughs> anything in West Texas. That's why I don't know any cities in West Texas because they're Midland, fucking... Midland, Odessa, that's it. Yeah. The only thing Don't. I know about West Texas is that Mountain Goats album called All Hail West Texas. <laughs> yeah. 
No, um, the the county. You can tell how Texas was made. Like if you look at the way the counties are formed, East and South Texas are all like kind of gerrymandered around. They're all like little squiggly lines, you know, and everything like that. But then you keep going west, and they just get bigger, bigger and, and bigger. squarer. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just, and they're just like, we don't care anymore. Fucking, they're like, burr, burr, burr. They literally, yeah, they literally drew a square around West Texas. Just like, do we need this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a hint, lads. Texas is bad. <laughs> hey! London is bad! Yeah, Shut up! Yeah, f- yeah London is bad. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> okay. You eat kebabs. You don't have <laughs> you don't have any room to criticize us at all. You fucking kebab devourer! <laughs> devourer of kebabs. <laughs> Yo... Shitting on kebabs. I don't even like kebabs. <laughs> 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 I don't like kebabs. <laughs> oh, okay. We're not going to do much news uh, today because we have a lot to talk about. God, do we have a lot to talk about. We've been getting to the point where we always have a lot to talk yeah. about. Like, I, we, like mm. it might get to the point where we just kind of phase the news section out. And like, eh. I mean, Unless we, there's something awesome to talk about. I mean, looking at our lists, we won't... Look at our list. We won't have that much to talk about with some of these upcoming films, but but especially next week's, we have nothing to talk yeah. about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh, next week though. Uh, yeah. We're, well, we're, we're, yeah. We're, we're not going to talk about leave that. Leave everyone Let's, in suspense. We'll leave everybody in suspense about that one because <laughs> that one's going to be good. <laughs> this one's also good. Uh, <laughs> Legitimately good. Anyway, it's time for what is it? I'll let you all say it this time. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, you need to get a lot more guttural next time, Chrissy. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pull your inner Zach up from uh, fr- from your te- the the tips of your toes. Yeah, you start from your your groin area, <laughs> and then work it all the way up to your hair. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it chapter two. Yes. They finally released a teaser for It Chapter 2. That kid was in Shazam. We watched Shazam last night. Also a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of things to say about the Chapter 2 trailer, especially the fact they used the specific scene from the book that is actually really terrifying. Yes, say it. Say the things you need to say about it. Uh, So, I'm really excited. The Mrs. Kirsch scene in the book is great. And the fact that they just showed us that scene... Mostly to show off Jessica Chastain, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Um, and but you can see Pennywise, and he's not. Well, you just know he's not knowing how to be human, and he's trying to be the human. Yeah, just that. that then, like I said, that long pause that she has, that real long pause where she just snaps back into character, like that is that in itself is terrifying. And how when you see him in the background, he's walking, and he's just like I'm. I'm acting out the movements, and no one can see it, but like he's just like. Uh, nah, words. He bad <laughs> at doing the walking. Yeah, he looks like me. It's very, it's very bed. jerky. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the one. Yes. Jerky. Teriyaki, yes. you're peppered. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. And then there's also just there's also just like the the bit with Georgie in the storm train, and when he's at the end and he says hello, and it's really adorable. Oh, yeah. 
I yeah. haven't seen it yet, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna... You haven't seen it? Yeah, I have. What are we doing? Yeah, I... Why are you not watching it right now? I'm sorry. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm hurt. I'll see the movie I'm... when it comes out. I'm also hurt. <laughs> you, you always said you prefer teasers over actual trailers. When did I say that? You it's said that. Teaser, oh, actually, you're, I, you're right, I did. Yeah, right, you said that multiple times, right, actually. I'm sorry! Yeah. I was not prepared. I was focused more on... Anyway, we're going to ignore that betrayal for now. <laughs> uh, and, and we're going to talk about... Godzilla. But Are, not King of the Monsters. On, was that even on the list? I feel like you're just talking it about... It is! It's on the list! Right, right, right there, I'm pointing to it! <laughs> okay, but not King Disco of the Monsters. Lizard. <laughs> Although, I am very excited about King of the Monsters. I am too. Yeah. Obviously, I have seen. Yes, I, I have seen that. Trailer. It's me. Why would I not be excited <laughs> about it? That's going to be the greatest movie ever made. Mothra's uh, <laughs> a good boy, and Mothra's in it, or good girl. Mothra's a good girl. Good girl. Good I'm good sorry. Yes. yes, I don't Jeez. misgender Mothra. <laughs> I'll kill you if you misgender Mothra. Like that. Uh, also psychic. Anyway. There's a, uh, uh, it's a, wait, hold on, what park is this at? Where was it again? It was Universal Studios Tokyo. Okay, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Universal Studios Tokyo is going, is releasing a 4D ride for Godzilla vs. Evangelion, which is, um. Which is some weep bullshit. Yeah, yeah it's it fucking is the, nonsense. Just the mixture of two things that I'm very <laughs> involved with. It's, a, it's, as Chrissy described it, it's Zack the Ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, yes, I agree with that. Well, when are you getting your ticket to Tokyo? Uh, I don't know. How much? You, it's probably you, a lot. No, it's probably a lot. It's yeah, probably yeah, a lot I think it's like Could a 14-hour flight or something. Could you imagine just, they should make that into a movie. Just, I want to watch the good girl, Asuka, fucking beat the shit out of Ghidorah in a fucking... You, you know that Asuka's going to have mommy issues. With her issues. bare fists. Ma Asuka's going to have mommy issues halfway through it, won't finish. Ray will go in fucking like headstrong as shit, but just get fucking annihilated. And Shinji will be sitting there crying the entire first act <laughs> until finally Ray is like on the ground dying. And he's like, oh, I better do something now. God, that's how Evangelion always fucking goes. It's so fucking predictable. <clears throat> I think we touched a sore spot just a little there. <laughs> <laughs> and Masada <laughs> will be drinking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I do imagine that Asuka is going to embrace Mothra as uh, her mother figure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I would mommy Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't Mothra everyone's mommy? Yes, definitely my mommy. Moth. And mine. <laughs> Moth mommy. Uh, <laughs> it's like just like Moth mommy. <laughs> He's my daddy now, apparently. Jet Jaguar's my daddy. He's 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 the best. I do enjoy Jet being. I, I enjoy being owned by like a an action figure turned animate. Oh, Jet Jaguar is amazing. Uh, I love Jet Jaguar. Uh, anyway, uh, Chrissy, why don't you talk about the next piece of news here? So the University of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh. The University of Pittsburgh has just acquired George A. Romero's film archive, and that's really cool. Like, I think that's awesome. That like, and when you say film archive, they they have like all the reels and stuff, like all the film. All the like, it's all of his like work that in physical form, you know, reels, scripts, Special, I think like, costume stuff and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's awesome! Are they going to put it on display like in a museum or anything like that? I think so. Oh, okay. Um, 
they just said they acquired it, which is real cool. And it's going to be sick. <laughs> I agree. Now, that's something I would definitely like to see. And especially as, you know, Dawn of the Dead set in Pittsburgh. That makes sense. Then. Yeah. Is he from Pittsburgh? Do we know where George Romero is from? He was Canadian, wasn't he? Oh, wow. I think so. I know he lived in Canada because my mate went to to Canada for his funeral. Ooh, wow. Hmm. Huh. Well, that's still really interesting, though. Like, that's something I would really like to book a trip. Oh, no, no, he's he's a New Yorker. Oh, okay. New Yorker. Deep down. He's from New York. (laughs) No, I am not from New York. You're from Chicago. Second city. I'm from Mississippi. Well, also Chicago. I lived in Chicago, yes. I'm not from Chicago. But but being... You came from there. So you are from there to a certain degree. No! What do you... Shut up! I'm no. talking about logistics! I mean... No! I only lived in, in Chicago for ten months. Yeah, that's almost a year. Oh my god. <laughs> you probably, that doesn't you probably, make you from Chicago. You probably had like a Chicago and social security number and everything. <sighs> so Zach... I have never had a deep dish pizza in my life. Anyway. Zach, our next uh, piece of news, which we're all sort of excited about. I am vaguely interested it's in it. It's just Chronicle. It is. It's it, just it, Chronicle. <laughs> it's, it's Chronicle without the uh, the shaky footage. can. Yeah, cam without found thing. footage, which is good. Yeah. This is a step up. Yeah. So, Bright, yeah. Brightburn. <laughs> Brightburn. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, have mentioned Brightburn to me uh, already, and I was interested in it because I was just like, what is it? And, mm. and it was once described to me as uh, Superman if he was evil. Uh, and if so it, Red Sun. It, well, no, yeah. he was just communist in Red Sun. That doesn't make him evil. No, I know, but they they made him like American. Like you know, they made him evil because y'all hate commies. Uh, it's more like Superman from Dark Knight Returns. Let's think of it ah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot he was in that. I remember Joker from that being the bad guy. But yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but Superman is yeah. is also bad. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, Brightburn is basically a horror superhero film, uh, which I think is, in this time where superhero films are, like, at their peak, you know, Endgame was just released, and that's, like, Mm -hmm. it's proving to be, like, probably the biggest movie ever made. Uh, it's interesting that they're just like, yeah, let's make a superhero film, too, but it's a horror film. Which I don't think is really a mixture, other than Chronicle, really, that's been made. I mean, Chronicle yeah. is... Chronicle's a decent film. It was done by Stan I Lee. Mean, Constantine. Uh, Constantine. But that's I mean, like Swamp different. Thing and stuff. Yeah. Like Swamp Thing and... Um, mm. um, what's the other... There's Swamp Thing that's Marvel, and then there's another one from DC that's like kind of the same. Swamp Thing's DC. Oh, okay. There's yeah. one from Marvel, too. That is, Man-Thing. That's what I'm thinking of. Man thing. Yeah. Swan thing's DC because DC did what DC always do and pulled the plug on the show halfway through but still showing it. Like they did Constantine. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. We talked about this already, um, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there there hasn't been a whole lot of other horror uh horror superhero movie stuff. And so this this looks like it'll be good. Like I'm interested. I'm not it's not gonna like rock my world, you know what I, I mean? I don't, like, but I, I think it's gonna be really. It's interesting. I think it's an interesting time to release a movie like this. Yeah, for sure. Mm. That's that's all I'm gonna say about it. I think that's it. I think, I think it, it seemed interesting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they really are gonna have to do some different stuff with superhero movies. Like, 
I feel like, well, yeah, once they get the Dark Phoenix saga out of their system, I feel <laughs> like um, they might go back to kind of the roots of X-Men of focusing on, like, a singular character just being, like, a person that discovers they're a mutant and then has to I, deal with that. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it right now because this is a whole nother, that'd be a whole nother podcast. True. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I, I do want to say, I wish they would just start over completely with the X-Men, like the X-Men yes, movies. Absolutely. I, I wish they would just, just wipe it all, just forget everything that that's happened. That's what they did with X-3. Well, they, they tried to. Glenn Dan- they should just hire Glenn Danzig again to be Wolverine like they did originally. Oh, my God. Ooh, no. I would yeah, love Danzig that. Was, no. Danzig was the first choice for casting for Wolverine, Ooh. and then he turned it down. <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. That's not metal enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was, he was busy recording his album. No. The only... Thread Sabos. Yeah, much better use of Okay, the only X-Men movies I liked were Logan and the first X-Men, and that's it. You didn't like X2? I didn't like X2 that much, no. Yeah, I did. X-Men was directed by Brian Singer, so I, I don't want to ever watch it again. That's fair. What did Brian Singer do? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm just uninformed. Uh, Brian, Brian Singer is a well-known, uh, alleged uh, Hollywood pedophile. Oh, gross. Okay, yeah, that sucks. Great. <sighs> Uh, they all suck. Yeah. Why must these fucking people taint everything that I love? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that is it's a horrible note in news on. Let's get into white people tainting things we love. Yes. yes. There we go. <laughs> Podcast of the Dead. Uh, we're going to preface this one. Yeah. <laughs> big say, old, big yeah. old disclaimer. By saying... Yes, we are three white people. We are three of the whitest people you might ever meet. In three fact. incredibly yeah. white people. None of us white. none of us can go outside without immediately just getting like completely just burned. <laughs> I don't tan. Well, I can. I tan. Oh. Well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you never had the opportunity to cuz Britain and, and and clouds. Uh but y- <laughs> yes, we're we're all incre- three incredibly white people. We have no context personally for the black experience in America. So we're just going to say mm-hmm. that up top that you were about to listen to the opinions of, of three white people about uh, this film. Yes. Which is very much not about three white people. But it is important <laughs> to say that Get Out is one of the most important horror films that has come out very recently. And... It is one of the first ones to feature black Americans as the main characters and to focus on race issues in a big way. So there's a lot of reasons mm. why this film is important. Yes. Uh, it is It is very much an important film as far as... It, it came out at a very important time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, Incredibly important. Yeah, it came out at the perfect time. You know, it's the height of... of I guess the media focus on police brutality and the experience of, of uh, black Americans in America mm. and uh, the, you know, the, the movement of, well, around the election of Trump. Around the election uh, of Trump. It was around the time with the Copernic as well. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then, and then also black lives matter yeah, movement Ferguson was, and everything was yeah. very large at that time. So this is a very important film. Uh, historically, I think, you know, years on, we'll look back on it and realize how important it really was mm-hmm. to yeah, kind of shaping sure. uh, mm. our cultural narrative. Uh, but for now, we're trying to look at it a few years on and just kind of 
take a look at it and see what it's really saying in a deep dive perspective. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So the first thing we're going to talk about here, uh, because he is so important to the whole thing and for future horror uh, moving forward, and we talk about him a lot in news segments, Jordan Peele. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele, of course, uh, got his start um, doing, well, at least got his big break doing Key and Peele. Which is, it, it's such a strange, like, jump to go from that yeah. to being, like, one of the most, like, respected directors in Hollywood. But it's really not, for a multitude of reasons, and I'll tell you why. First of all, a lot of his horror, I mean, so, uh, Get Out and uh, Us are the only two horror films that he's released uh, to this point, but they're both, they both have a lot of comedy elements in them. Yes, uh, <laughs> very so, much so. So, it, it's not that huge of a jump if you really think about it. Plus, if you watch enough Key and Peele, there's a lot of skits that they do that are like horror movies. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, no, no there is. There's, he's always been a horror Yeah, exactly. He's always been a horror nerd, and he's always proven that on Key and Peele, and he, they've, had, they've had moments that are legitimately kind of freaked like freaky yeah. in Key and Peele just mm. for like a funny factor but he knows how to build I, tension I do know that uh, that whole series where they did um, them talking in the car to one another that was all uh, reference to True Detective because he oh, was yeah. huge yeah. in yeah. True Detective yeah <laughs> but it it wasn't that huge, huge of a jump if you really get into it. Yeah, but but uh, like on the surface, for a lot of people, I feel like, yeah. they're, they're, why is this funny, man, making my scary movie now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it... it or for, for a lot of people, why is the funny man making movies that white people are bad? Yeah, yeah. but... Because that's like I'm going to try and... Like, Everywhere, every thing against. Yeah, him. I'm gonna try and tone down that type of talk, uh, just because I think it's kind of whiny and annoying to say stuff like that. It, oh yeah, because it, we know that's what they're saying. Yeah, we for know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. If, if if you've been living anytime since 2014 and you don't know white people suck now, I mean, you haven't been paying attention, <laughs> or you're just white and oblivious. Well, it's, it's, it's way before 2014. Time. It's way before that. <laughs> no, but, no, but I, I feel I mean, that, that's a good distinct for when, like, it started coming mm. back into the public consciousness. I mean, we almost entered a new civil yeah, if we're rights talking era. About, uh, if we're talking about a modern attention span, yes. 24-hour yes. <laughs> <laughs> news cycle, yeah. Yeah. But it, I, I, the thing is, is, like, there, there is a sector of America that will never get or understand any of what Jordan Peele is doing. Sure. Uh, yeah. There's, it's just, it won't permeate that at all because they're not willing to accept any of it. They're not willing to absorb any of it. They're not willing to even watch any of it. So and it's, it's weird that, you know, we live in the South, we live in Texas, but we're in a very cosmopolitan area of Texas. We're yes. in the Dallas area, uh, very racially diverse. We, you, you interact with everyone of every, shape, color, and size mm. every day, you know? And so we kind of live in a bubble in that sense, and it's good if you live here. But there are places in this country where, like, segregation's still a thing, where just, just, it, yeah, an unspoken it's, segregation exists. It's more, and, it's more de facto segregation than anything, yeah. but yes, M Mississippi, uh, the state that I am from, still very much like that in many ways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, up until 2013, they had segregated proms in, in Mississippi. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, there, there are still a lot of backwards uh, areas, and, and, you know, we, this is kind of along that thread, but, you know, that recent recent abortion ban mm -hmm. uh, bill that was mm -hmm. passed. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, there are 
places out there that are still just rolling back the clock with each and every law. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just there. It's it's that that pendulum swinging back to con- conservatism in in a lot of states in the South. So I mean. It, to think that any of it's disappeared or that racism doesn't exist anymore is stupid. And uh, we did talk about this a little bit beforehand, that America is a pretty unique place when it comes to race relations. Uh, we yeah, talked about that. it's definitely different yeah, than here. Um, we said that the only real other parallel would probably be South Africa because of their uh, history with apartheid and their, their own civil rights struggle there. Uh, otherwise... America's very unique in the way that just the races have come together in a weird way. And on one hand, we want racial diversity. We've always touted ourselves as a melting pot. But then as soon as they get here, we just shit all over them. And that goes for that goes for other white Americans too. Italian Americans were heavily discriminated against. You know, Spanish Americans were heavily discriminated against. Russian people, you know, Romanian people, everyone, you know, Everyone has a different experience in this country. Because, yeah, because of the unique mm. melting pot that the U.S. is in many ways, uh, the white people in America have a unique way of assimilating and then appropriating every culture <laughs> that comes in or out of America. Olive Garden. Yes! Uh, <laughs> I, I, do, I do love me some, some unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> Shove them into my face in moss, please. Stick breadsticks in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that be stale, that, that's though. That's just the only... to the. Uh, that's just related back to the the Italian yeah. thing. It's just your butchery of Italian. Food. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, your butchery of Mexican. Did you know food. we like pizza? <laughs> oh boy, do we love pizza? <laughs> um, yeah, but Jordan Peele, I, I think you know. We can only see what he's done so far and kind of analyze where he's going to go with that, especially, uh, you know, the Twilight Zone stuff that he's doing right now, too. I'm excited about that because that always has a real good potential for bringing in social issues because Twilight Zone Zone has always been like Exactly, yeah. So it's going to be great. I think it's funny how people, and this is going to come back to the whining the white whining, uh, but but the people were uh, you know a bit up in arms about the Twilight Zone episodes and how he's trying to have social commentary in Twilight episodes. They've always had social yeah. commentary. Twilight Zone is always they, they investigated been like that. Rod Serling for being like they thought he was a communist. Yeah. Oh well, that was everyone that like wasn't all gun. That was like all of Hollywood. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was all of Hollywood at the time, really. Uh, but yeah, it's. Yeah, Shut up! If you think that, <laughs> if you think Twilight Zone is just now becoming a, a you know a soapbox for social issues, then you're fucking stupid. Yeah, it's always been that, <laughs> always. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, I I think moving forward, if Jordan Peele is going to be the new uh, face of horror. And I think I, I, would, I mean I'm I, really I excited yeah. for his Candyman. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I, and Candyman, like we've said before, is a really it's the perfect horror film for him to remake mm-hmm. because of, of how yeah. much it talks about uh, you know race issues and uh, the gap uh, there uh, so much so I will say I can't wait for him to do just a balls to the wall bullshit horror film like one that has no social commentary just is like a splatterhouse bullshit fest you know what I mean and it'll be great he'll intersperse comedy he'll intersperse race stuff but it won't be the focus the focus will be just some crazy nonsense that he came up with I can't wait for that right and and, all, and, and you know us is not even really that race focused I no, feel it's not, like not at all, really. I, yeah it's not it's more focused on the 
like human nature. Yeah, right. you, yeah. you you summed it up really well in that little mini review that you did when you said it's a lot about like not body issues, but like self-confidence issues right. and the way that you see that yourself the way you perceive and, yourself and how yes. that you interact with other people and stuff and that that spoke a lot to me because that's something i've always you know struggled with so that was really a good movie for that reason yes i agree mm. and um yeah so i mean that's that's jordan peele i think he's going to do a lot of great stuff in the future and this is you know the person this is his debut mm-hmm. this is the first movie yeah. that this he is, directed this is his directorial debut his writing debut uh as far as movies are yeah. concerned obviously he wrote for key and peele but won a fucking oscar for it yeah <laughs> won, a, won an oscar one best screenplay yeah, one gr- best screenplay probably uh one of the only horror films that may ever do that yeah right? uh, <laughs> yeah we were thinking and that's why they never can that's why they don't consider Exactly, and I. It's like Silence of the Lambs. They call it a thriller. Oh, shut up! Yeah, and and that's fucking bullshit. It's a horror movie. Yeah, this is totally a. It's a fuck. This is a fucking horror movie, and if you try and tell me otherwise, you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. And you better shut up. (laughs) But uh, who wants to uh, run down the synopsis of this? Um, I'll, I'll talk about it. So the the idea yeah. the idea of Get Out is that there is an interracial couple. There is a gentleman who is a photographer. He does a lot of black and white photography and stuff like that. And apparently, he's well known. It turns out later that yeah. he's fairly well known. That's what it and seems. And so like, he yes. he's he's an up and coming photographer, and uh, he's dating this white girl. And they decide to go see her parents. Who are very rich. Her weird fucking plantation style house (laughs) in the middle of fucking Uh, nowhere. Rich liberal. Yeah. Oh, they're so liberal. They would have voted for Obama 15 times if they could. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We'll talk about the dad later. I hate the dad. I hate him. But anyway, so they go and it starts out okay. They do have like black... groundskeepers and stuff and he thinks that's they weird a, yeah they have a black groundskeeper mm. and a black man yeah and but they're like oh no they're part of the family we couldn't we couldn't bear to let them go mm-hmm. like, uh. <laughs> oh that one line that, that one line set me off i was yeah. just like Are you fucking yeah zach was pissed off when we watched yeah. this movie again <laughs> um but anyway so it just things keep getting weirder and weirder as chris interacts with the the servant yeah. or not the servants the the employees of the family right like, well i mean they they that's really how they treat them they I treat mean, them like yeah. servants yeah. Yeah. um but anyway but the and then the comedy aspect comes in where throughout this whole interaction he's always on the phone with his best friend rod who oh. works for the tsa who is the best character we'll, we'll talk about rod later <laughs> but yeah it's there's yeah. The, the point is is that this the interactions get stranger and stranger mm-hmm. and stranger. Everything just seems slightly more and more off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And w- we're going to spoil it because it's been long enough. You should have seen it. it. Uh, yeah, at at this point, seen. you should have seen Get Out. And I don't know who hasn't. It's important, too. Like, it's, uh, it's you, you, you should kind of feel bad if you haven't. So, <laughs> even my non-horror movie like, liking friends will get right. out. Yeah, exactly. And so, so we're going to spoil it here for just a second. Uh, so it gets weirder and weirder. And then the uh, the his girlfriend's mom hypnotizes him, yeah. and that's that's the most probably the most important scene in the whole film, uh, where they ba- he basically learns about what's called the sunken place, uh, which is like he's living in his body but only as a passenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's ju- he's not 
running the consciousness of the body, I guess. He's just kind of in the background watching everything happening. Uh, so, basically, the, he plays that off like... Uh, he wakes up, he thinks it's a dream or whatever. Because it was supposed to be for him to stop smoking. It was supposed to be for him to stop yeah. smoking, but it was it was deeper than that. It was a Correct. test. Yeah. So... So mm. as, as they come to the, there's this party that they have at the yeah, house, and, and, there's this and gathering. The, the girl acts like that she didn't know, but there's this big party that they have every year. Yeah. Yeah. With a bunch of What's fucking white people. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, how could they have it every year and she wouldn't fucking exactly. know? That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's stupid. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, that's one of the first cracks you see in their armor, yeah. you know, is like, oh, wait, hold on. That's, that's weird. How did you not know about that? Anyway, uh, the party is weird. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, Chris takes a picture of uh, another uh, black guy at the party who is with a, an old white woman, way too old for him. Uh, and he... Not that hot either. Not into her. Well, that's subjective. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, not my type. But he takes a picture of this guy basically to try and figure out if he knows him or not for later and the flash sets off something inside this guy and he goes crazy and he attacks Chris. Uh and he says the titular line a, get, get out. out. Get out. <laughs> he screams get it at him. Yeah, screams it at him. Anyway, so things get even weirder from that. We see later uh it, during the party when Chris and um what is the girlfriend's name? Rose. 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 When Chris and Rose are having that conversation by the lake where they're having an auction which is of some sort. Very upsetting. That is the most upsetting yeah, scene in the whole movie. It is very is knowingly directed to evoke slave auctions and shit. Right, You're exactly. Like, oh, gross. So yeah, it really is. So basically, a lot of stuff happens from that point on. Uh, it just gets weirder and weirder. And, and we find out that Rose, like, she said she has never been with a black guy before. But then uh, Chris goes in and finds, like, a little lockbox that she has. Yes. And mm. sees that he, she's been with. Ton of black Ton guys. Ton of black guys. And one of them is, I believe, the guy that's with um, the the old white lady. Yes. Yeah. One of them one well, of them is I that guy the, the groundskeeper. Two. Yes, and the maid. Yeah, the groundskeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was and, also, and, and, yeah, and the woman, yeah. Yeah, she right. was she was with the maid too. Mm -hmm. Uh but yeah, it's it's one of those things where you have this oh uh, Yeah, and that's when like it you really, pull you pull away. That's when everything kind of falls into place yes. and everything just goes off the rails. And, and basically the whole thing is a big experiment uh where they change the consciousness of white people into black people so they can like keep living on after their body has gotten old and flabby. It's a cloaca. The cloaca. No, the, the cloaca. The, it's not the cloaca. No, no, it's the coagula. Coagula. Oh, I thought cloaca. it was cloaca. Cloaca is something else. What is entirely. cloaca? <laughs> That's, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, any, <laughs> is that gross? <laughs> anyway, that was wrong. Like, uh, so coagula. Many, okay. Coagula is very different than Caligula? Cloaca. Caligula? Caligula? <laughs> Casino in Las Vegas? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry, Chrissy. Uh, we, 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 What's the uh, Jordan Peele level comedy? <laughs> so we we won't go all the way to the end, but basically, just know that that's that's what the whole thing is about. It's, and, and a deer antler enters a man's chest forcibly. Oh my God! Yes, I know. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll maybe touch that on favorite moments because it's one of my favorite moments. <laughs> uh, I think it's both our favorite moment. Honestly, oh, I have a I have a couple. I have uh, I have some different ones. Yeah. So that is uh, get out in a nutshell, and that's kind of like 
you can see where there's a lot of commentary there, mm-hmm. like where yeah. it, even mm-hmm. in the even if we're just we're just kind of glossing over the top of what's happening in the story, you can see that they're trying to say a lot here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the first thing we're going to talk about, and once again, we have no experience in this realm. <laughs> we're going to just t- we're just to so, say that right so here. No. We're going to try and touch this as delicately as we can, as far as as far as we're going to try and not make any. Any over observations? We're going to try and not say anything out of turn here. And to be fair, if you've seen the movie, yeah. a lot of the stuff is going to be stuff that you probably figured out for yourself. Yes. you know what I mean. It's not. Yeah, that's the good thing about this movie. It is easily accessible to everyone, and it kind of helps explain the black experience in a way that everyone can grasp. And we were talking about this before, like we were talking about you know shows like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, trying to think of some other like very popular TV shows that were on back in the day. Well, that, we can we can think of uh, of black TV shows now. Yeah, that I, mm. I, I I just haven't seen that many. I know that there was um, there is one that called This Is Us that's about like a multiracial family or something, isn't it? That has, well, yeah. Uh, also, Blackish. Uh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah. Blackish. Uh, Blackish, and uh, I mean, Key and Peele also yeah. talked about uh, mm. a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah, and and Chappelle show before that. They yeah. kind of filled the void after he left. Yeah, but I, I mean, there's there's a lot of media about the black experience, but I feel like, you know, I mean, if we're being honest, a lot of it has to go through white execs. True. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a, a lot of it is probably whitewashed to a degree. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's there's 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 a little bit of filtering there. Because I feel like a lot of a lot of the black experiences is, is is what you don't see on TV. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when is the last time you saw an episode of Fresh Prince? Uh, well, there actually was slightly an episode of Fresh Prince about police police brutality, but I bet there was. You don't um, see it as much as you should, right? You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff there that they're not touching on, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's. You know, it, it, it's something that this movie, I think, encapsulates really well. Yeah, and I mean, from the get-go, too. Because yes. w- w- one of my, fa- n- not my favorite moment, but, like, one of the best scenes in this film, really, is the opening scene with Dre walking through this affluent neighborhood, right. uh, looking for a house, trying to, f- f- like, m- make his way down the street. And if, like, you or I, Chrissy, or anyone, we were walking around a street late at night in that type of a neighborhood... Well, we wouldn't. My, minus me, I, I probably like because of the more femme aspect. Yeah. Oh, true. But, absolutely. Yeah. No, I understand. What you, yeah. yeah Chrissy's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're a little different too, because. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I present feminine sometimes, and so I do. Let's say I was walking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> down the street. Zach is Zach is kind of exclusive to this, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, you wouldn't feel really that much danger at all. You know what I mean? You would feel perfectly comfortable, and even if someone did drive up to you really slow on the side of the road, you'd be like. Hey, fuck you, guy! Like that—that—that's your reaction until they pull a gun. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's a very possible thing. Yes. But mm. but you definitely tell from this guy's tone of voice, from the way that he walks, from the way that he kind of keeps himself very thin and just not tries not to make any weird movements. That you know he's in a very upsetting. He's area. stressed. Yeah, he's very stressed. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of white people don't understand is that black people feel danger when they're just walking. Right. When they're just in uh, a different neighborhood than they're supposed to be. You can't pull out your wallet to give ID. Yeah, right. exactly. A lingering background fear. Yeah, and that, that's something yeah. that 
I feel like this definitely gives you a really good sense of right off the bat, and yes. so you immediately know mm-hmm. what this movie is trying to convey and give you a sense of, and that's really important. So, yeah, with that opening scene, I said it's. I can sort of relate to that feeling because this is like, I'm walking down the street late at night. People could be following me mm-hmm. for reasons that are bad. Oh jeez. Just kind of, you know, keep going, don't, don't, you know, and if you feel that someone's following you a certain way, then you go the other way to throw them off. Or go, like, into a shop or something like that, like, or get into, like, you know, a well-lit area, you know, just try to find other people. Like, there's a lot of things at your disposal, but if you're just, like, yeah, if you're completely isolated, like Dre is in this movie, Mm. it's it's terrifying. I can can totally understand that. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like just n- being like so completely out of your element mm-hmm. and just not even knowing what could happen next. And, and we should. And that's men- what it seems. Like. And we should mention that this isn't exclusive to black people because I, I, Hispanics have to feel this. You know, yeah. Asian Americans have to feel this. Well, like, and, Chris, and like Chrissy said, exactly, tra- trans women, people, for sure. trans people trans right people now too. have to have to. Trans people probably one of the most like. Yeah. The discrimination against that is crazy. Like, I just learned about the trans panic defense, which is yep. fucking disgusting, where yeah. you can legally kill a trans person because you're scared of their dick or whatever. Like, I don't I, I don't mm-hmm. know exactly how it works, but it's just, it's something reprehensible that actually exists in our legal system, so. Yes. But, and I think there's also a similar thing for black people as well, in terms of, like, you can probably... Like, say if you were spooked by, like, you know, by someone, white people could probably use that defense in the same I feel way like Zimmer- that people use it against trans people. I feel like Zimmerman did, essentially did that. The whole standing yeah. ground thing in Florida he was did. basically like, I felt feared for my life, but it wasn't like a legitimate fear. It was just like, you probably just didn't like the color of their skin, asshole. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, but that, like I said, we already had so much to talk about from the first scene of this movie. Right. You know what I mean? So it immediately gives you a, a real taste of something that you've never experienced as a person if you are a white male American. <laughs> and to reference the end scene, to, to, to real good. Oh, thing, yeah. <laughs> when he's, he's, you know, when he thinks that the car is a cop car, he immediately puts his hands yep. up. Yeah. Like, he immediately gets into that, like, okay, they're probably going to kill me. And and the woman because and the woman just gets to go, help, help. And she yeah. has in her mind that she's going to be the victim there. Right. The amount of conditioning yeah. that, that people are, like, people of color, uh, trans people, gay people, doesn't matter, that they're put through because of the things that happen in society is, it's reprehensible. Yeah, yeah and we talked about that before, too. Mm. The, the scene where they're pulled over and they all they did was hit a deer. Right. And then the cop just turns over, even though he wasn't driving, and was like, hey, do you have your idea and Chris, on your... And Chris isn't surprised. Yeah. yeah, no, he's just like, yep, yeah. yep this and is that, another day. And that's what I mean by conditioning. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, mm. it's that sort of thing where it's just like, this shit has happened so often mm-hmm. that he's just like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, you and, know? and he's fully willing to give it to him. He's like, yeah, no, I got my state ID, don't have a driver's license, wasn't driving. And she's like, no, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And she's all up on her high horse, which, I mean... I, I, I mean, I, and, and it's funny because it's like, it, it is... 
shining a light on that that difference between experience where in there i don't know if you saw that Chappelle bit when trump was elected about mm-hmm. how Chappelle was just like yeah i'm not surprised that's not that shouldn't be surprised like every all the white people in the mm-hmm. room were all yeah. like oh no what what there's no I fucking way surprised. yeah yeah, yeah but then Chappelle's just <laughs> Chappelle's just like yeah i mean what did you expect? Yeah. You, like, yeah. You thought Hillary was going to win? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, it's like that difference in experience where it's like, you know, you see this every single day. Like, Chris has seen this every single day and he knows what's going to happen and he knows that this is this is just a way of life at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. And she, who, you know, has privilege and she has not experienced things like this being, you know, white, yeah. then you, you mm. see that she's just like, wait, and what's pretty. happening? And pretty, yes. White, pretty, yeah. woman, you know. Yeah. I mean. Like, women have their own disadvantages, obviously. Like, they experience a lot of disadvantages in society. But unfortunately, yeah, if you're pretty, you just get away with shit. Like, that's just the way of life and sucks. To bring, yeah. to bring like, a personal experience, especially when I was in Texas, I made sure that I had my ID on me. Like, I mean, I just had my password on me. Mm-hmm. But I had to make sure that I had that on me at all times because, I mean, when I tan... I do get a bit darker. People have shouted racial slurs at me, Jeez. which which for me being white <laughs> is completely like confusing to yeah. me. That feels like it would that's be a short circuit. That's because England is a different kind of racist when they see more tan yeah. people right. rather than it- rather than like someone like. Chris, who's you know the more African black, they see they'd see me more as like maybe Middle Eastern. I don't know. And I, 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 that's the weird thing with immigration in Britain is it is a different type of immigration than it is here. Yeah. And but y'all have coexisted with you know African people and African American mm. people or African British people, I guess would be the term for that. But y'all have coexisted with them for a lot longer. Slavery was abolished a lot earlier, and so it's just been a lot of a different experience for them. And so. I don't know. Brit- Britain is a unique place. I feel like it's as a far different as race relations. Ty- yeah, it's a different type of experience mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. I, I just made sure I have my ID on me at all times, just in case we got pulled over. Yeah, which is us with a disabled person, so we're I queer and mildly darker in the summer <laughs> with a disabled person. <laughs> we are. Jeez. It's it's the it's quite the combination, yeah. yes. But anyway, yeah. the the next thing that this thing really really focuses on is like you said earlier that the family the family themselves all kind of epitomize a different type of shitty white person, right? And then yeah. all the guests at the party really do, and that and yes. that's laid on a little ham fisted, but it, it's it's important. No, no, no. <laughs> well, it's it's not ham fisted. It just seems ham fisted because we know are. that person. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it. If you're at a party, you've seen each of these people at that party, mm-hmm. and it seems hand-fisted because it does happen. Because like, we know I, we know that person, especially with rich white people. Yeah. Yes, and I hate that one—the one Asian guy that. Asks, what do you think about black experience in America? Like you know, like he just like brings it that up to the forefront of the conversation right. and it's like don't mm. fucking ask someone that it was like you know start to get to know this person like get to know what the their experience has been like by talking to them rather than just like being like you're black what's that like <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and let's let's talk a little bit about the each type of white 
person yeah. <laughs> uh, that the family represents. So, so the dad is obviously the overly liberal. He just wants to prove that he's cool type white guy, mm. but really is like deep down kind of racist. Like you know, like yeah. it's there's that guy is like, oh, I would have uh, voted for Obama the third time yeah, if I could. We, you I know? hate that line like, so much. It, yeah, I fucking hate. Him, I hate him because of what he is later, but also I hate him like mm. before I even mm. knew that. Yeah. I, I hate him even before that, where he's just to quote trying too hard. I love Biafra. To quote Biafra, it's from his cover of "Loving Him a Liberal" by Phil Oaks. It's you know I love blacks and gays and Latinos as long as they don't move next door. Right. That's that's Dean. Yes, exactly. That is exactly the type of white person yeah. he is. Uh, and the mom. Is more like uh, the mom's the ringleader of this whole thing. The like, mom, <laughs> well, the mom even before it's revealed the plan is it, she's kind of the same person the whole time. Yeah, but she is like that kind of sort of more veiled, dangerous type of. And racist. She, she, yeah, she just looks down on them. Right, you get the sense that like <laughs> she's the one that was like, why not just use black people? You know what I mean? Like, and I guess the the grandparents did that too, obviously. Yeah, but, but it, she just looks down on them. Exactly. It's it's mm. definitely like a like a superiority complex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that she has that that she just she thinks that they're just trash. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. They're just they're just like they're throwaway things. Yeah. Like, and you you get there's that's the more dangerous type of racist, in my opinion, is because they're more directly. Uh, acting on that on that yeah, instinct that so they had, I guess. Yeah, and it's so ingrained in them. It's yes, such a big part of exactly. who they are. Because it's been, they've been trained over years by you know uh, schooling or uh, family experiences or any any sort of thing or religion or religion. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, the, 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 luckily, this film doesn't go into religion too much, but I mean that's another big facet of racism in, in Southern America. Is it, it, it is yeah. part of it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's part of it. I think it's more of the general conservatism that uh, religion brings True. more than religion itself, but it is part of mm. it. And then there's the son, who is this weird, just fucking aggro dude that is like, <laughs> with all your with all your physical makeup and your genetics, you could be like the best fighter yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's a different He's type really of racism. Like, he reminds me of Leonardo DiCaprio from Django, He's where a, he, like, pits them against each other yeah and and he, he's and like that kind of weird type of white guy that's fascinated by yeah people, exactly which is which is also how uh uh milton from office space is too yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> well no milton from office space in this one well I, I was gonna talk about this a little bit later but the thing about him is his entire reason for being there and his entire reason for wanting to be chris is completely a lie because he is like, I just want your eye, man, because I'm a failed photographer and I never had the gift and all this. But it's like, if you didn't have the gift when you had sight, just you because you will. have someone else's eyes, that doesn't mean shit. Mm, you still yeah. aren't going to be a good artist. Yeah. So, like, his entire reason is flawed. And you're just like, fuck off, man. Yeah. And, I mean, that kind of plays to, like, a, a deeper uh fascination that, that some white people have. Well, like, people of color just like, oh, you're, like... They they try to attribute like physical traits and everything to race makeup, mm -hmm. and it's it's mm. like at some point it's really just who you are as a person yeah. more than anything. Do you know what I mean? The whole race makeup thing was literally part of like Hitler. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's of you, that's eugenics. Yeah. 
That's all. That's yeah. all eugenics, and that's. I mean, you you start talking about stuff like that, you get deeper and deeper into that whole eugenics mindset mm. of like, oh, it's genetic makeup. It's genetic makeup. Mm. That's what makes you know. There, then you get into superior race talk, and that's <sighs> where it gets really fucking dangerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, it, it, but that's where it starts. It starts with a fascination, and I think mm-hmm. that's just wrong. Yeah, and the, and the brother definitely epitomizes that but de- right it's definitely like superior race and just i i don't know and i think and i think that's really like part of what the whole film is talking about is this is where these types of things start yeah it, it, it starts here and it ends up in the worst way possible right you know what i mean you got it you have to understand where these things come from to stop them from being inevitable mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then um the daughter, I feel like, might be the most complex character because we're going to talk about this when we get to the hypnosis part. But I feel like she's hypnotized like the entire time. Like she's a different person when she's with Chris. And then as soon as um, Chris finds out what the plan is, she puts up her hair and she's totally different. Yeah. But she definitely epitomizes interracial relationships and or and is definitely a marker for that because that is a real thing. I think- I think more than hypnosis, she's just a psychopath. True. To, to yeah, I think she's just. A good, it's more just she's a good actress, yeah. and that's why she does it rather than her brother's literal abduction. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. His weird night helmet. Like, <laughs> yeah, his fucking sargon of a cat <laughs> night helmet. Yeah. Um, but one thing I was going to touch on, and I'm not going to dive too deep into this, obviously, because I'm not going to air too much of my personal stuff on the show. But uh, I have been in, in an interracial relationship before. And, um, we, one big part of our relationship when we started out was we did have to have the conversation about, do your, what are your parents going to think about me being white? And what are your parents going to think about me being black? Like that was, that was a big conversation we had to have. And I had to tell them, tell her that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, no, they told me before that they wouldn't have any problem with me, you know, dating a black girl or anything like that. That wasn't something that was important to them or whatever. Yeah. Um, but one thing that she did say that, that hit me because I would have never noticed it. It was something that I didn't notice. Uh, I was like, yeah, no, I, I have no problem being out with you. You know, this is great. And she's like, yeah, you know, but I, I, you know, sometime when we're out, I do see people giving us some looks and stuff like that. And so it makes me uh, like, I'm glad you're here and, you know, we're happy and like, it doesn't bother me, but I notice it. And, yeah. you know, that's something. But like I said, that's something I had no idea about. It wasn't even on my mind. Yeah. It didn't occur to me. So that part of. The black experience is strange. If you if you do choose yeah. to date someone of a different race, that you have to be a little bit more on guard and a little bit more attuned to how people are gonna react to that. And I think I think that's the mm. biggest accomplishment of this film is that it's not trying to say one thing or the other. It's just trying to make you notice things that are already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's already it's just putting a spotlight on the thing. It's it's focusing in on the things that we know are there, but we're not paying attention to. Right. Do you know what I mean? Or that we're purposely ignoring. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, that's it's a good character rundown. The the last character I think I want to talk about is Rod. Yes, please. Rod is the best. <laughs> Sex life. <laughs> Sex life. <laughs> like okay, no, and he's he's very much he he's like the characterization of the audience to a certain degree because every time Chris tells him something, he's like, "Oh shit, you got to get out of there! What the fuck are you doing? Don't go in that house!" Exactly. Yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah, man. it's like what you yell at the yeah. screen when you're watching Just the at, movie. At the end of the movie, where he says. 
told you not to go into that house. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yes, you're yeah, right. I, I, I think he even says you're acting like a white man at one point. Uh, to to Chris, he's like, you're acting white because he's still there, yeah, even though all the dodgy shit is I do on. think I remember that now. Um, and I don't know, I think it is funny that he's also, like, part of the TSA, which is its own, like, discriminated against, like, <laughs> facet of society. T.S. motherfucking A. <laughs> he's like, no, we are good, too. We are amazing. <laughs> I bet they were. TSA is rude to everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's their job, is to be rude. Don't feel, like singled out yeah. i guess yeah it's it's not just you <laughs> they're they have a job where they're legally able to just grope people make them take off their shoes they basically they they live to just give inconvenience to people oh, yeah. and they love it so don't feel too bad <laughs> yeah but i rod really is that first of all i think this was this guy's first film yeah that's what we said um, this was his yeah. film debut which is amazing yeah no he uh, needs to be in more stuff <laughs> jordan pill really if he chose this guy fucking kudos yeah uh but it's this guy mm-hmm. he is obviously supposed to be like the comedic relief for the whole thing mm. but he's really like yeah. he's really like the voice of like every black person like saying the same <laughs> yeah. thing he's just like they're all saying the same thing that he's saying the whole mm-hmm. time just like why? Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Yeah, exactly. Why are you doing this, mate? Why are you still there? But he he's super smart, and like he's like more of a detective than the actual detectives who just laugh at him when he tells them the exact thing that's right. going on, yeah. and they just think it's funny. And, <laughs> and so the, the funny thing about that is, though, you know, it's a woman of color, and two, I think one looked like sort of Latino. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's what and it looked like. The, yeah. the other guy is black. They're all like, if like that's a situation they don't want to be in like you know that's a dangerous situation for them that he's explaining to them and they're just laughing at it because it sounds so ridiculous right. but ACAB so they don't care <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean they're not like any other cops in any other horror movie they're pretty much useless Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which like, it, if you watch enough horror movies you will realize that ACAB except Dewey, uh, Dewey's good Dewey's oh, a good boy. Dewey. No, Dewey, Dewey is still ACAB. Yeah. Dewey, Dewey. ACAB includes Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it doesn't matter to what degree of cop you are, ACAB. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, oh, for whatever reason, that turned my Siri on. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Yes, all cops are bastards. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Siri. Okay. Siri is woke. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I also like the use of Redbone in this, which is the next thing we're going to talk about, which is music. Uh, mm. But, yeah, I fucking love uh, Redbone in this, which is a mm. Childish Gambino song. And uh, it's, like, the main song in yeah. this, just like how uh, mm. I Got Five on It is the main thing in, uh, song in Us. It's, like, he uses popular music in a really interesting mm. way to, like, I guess, kind of tie everything up together. But otherwise, this music has a lot of like really cool like choir parts, and like you're saying, it's kind of tribal at yeah, points, and then it has a lot of really good vocals and it's stuff. Very um, reminiscent of the Psycho soundtrack, especially like that those opening credits. Oh yeah, you're right. It's true. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. got a very sort of psycho feel. It's got a psycho feel. It's also kind of tribal in a way. Like is is like there's a lot mm-hmm. of drum. Mm-hmm. So a lot of drumming, like a lot of like undercurrent of drums going on through a lot of like the more intense parts. And there's a lot of like sh- 
you know, string stabs. It's like yeah. it's very tasteful music. Yeah. But other, otherwise, it doesn't yeah. know when to be quiet. I, I I don't feel like it's ever overbearing, and I don't remember it through like most of the movie, like in most of the parts that it needs to just give you time to digest what's going on. It it gives you that time. It doesn't like flood you with music. It's so very tactful. It's yes. a very good score. I really enjoy this score, and it's very memorable. Yeah. It does the thing that most normal horror movies don't do. Sorry, I'm just randomly burping a little bit. <laughs> it does the thing that horror movies don't do, and is, uh, as we've said a couple of times with other films, the music is loud enough when it needs to be, and it's got the cues, but it's not like, like, hey, this is a scary bit. Yeah. It's going to be scary music now. Yeah, I... If this is it doesn't not just for horror movies but yeah I hate it when any movie just has too much music yeah unless it's a musical then it's supposed to yeah uh, but I mean when it's just like it's overbearing with the music to the point it's like every scene has some sort of music in it anyways mm. just like stop okay we get it you yeah know romantic how to, comedy you know how to write, romantic comedy is the worst about it it's you know like how to every, write a score yeah okay, we get every it. every scene has music in it <laughs> calm down Hans Zimmer okay? uh, <laughs> he said he's in a dad rock band. He is in a dad rock band. Uh, he plays guitar. Oh my god. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember what Hans Zimmer's band's name is, but it's definitely. Uh, it better be Hans in the Zimmers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's not. We put music on here, but I guess that's really all we really have to say about music. Yeah. Like, it's good. Like, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's worth mentioning because the reason why we put anything on any uh, outline that we do is that it has to tie back into the themes in some way. True. And I feel like the music ties it up. It it it, it builds that tension. Mm-hmm. And using Redbone, that, that Childish Gambino song, is really good because of the lyrical content. It's like, it's just... You know, keep your eye out there. Yeah, you know, for sure. stay stay woke. Wasn't it, <laughs> wasn't it like a protest against police brutality? That's or at least the video was, or is that his other song? You know, you're thinking I of you're thinking of this is America. Ah, yeah, yeah this See, is America. This, is, this is what happens when a punk tries to comment on music. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, yeah, <laughs> that isn't in your realm at all. Yeah, yeah, but no, Red Bone was more about like. It it was it's in that same realm of of like just the you know themes of stay the woke movie. yeah that's what the what the yeah, chorus stay is woke. stay woke <laughs> yeah it's good so that's a great song yeah it is a good song um that album is also great uh anyway yeah so that's all we got to say about music I apologize childish Gambino fans <laughs> they've already you fucked up they've You're already turned get... it off <laughs> they've already turned it off so. <laughs> uh um but let's talk a little bit about hypnosis yes in the second place which i think is a really interesting part of this movie and it's not you know it's not as much about like the con commentary that it's making but more of like it's an interesting concept that it brings Mm -hmm. up yeah this is like this this is where it definitely dives into the horror territory this is when it stops being more about social commentary (laughs) and definitely gives you a really horror sense and in a unique way that i don't I mean, I, I can't really think of a whole lot of other things that do, use hypnosis. Like, there's the Manchurian Candidate, both the Frank Sinatra one and the Denzel Washington one, yeah. where he's hypnotized to recognize certain cues. But other than that, like, from popular movies. Maybe, maybe a Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Yes. I mean, this film yeah. definitely evokes qu- Clockwork Orange in yeah, the like, game of, room oh, section. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of Clockwork Orange-esque scenes mm-hmm. in this. And even that, that's not really hypnosis. That's brainwashing. That was him being bombarded with scenes of ultraviolence mm-hmm. to make him turn off of ultraviolence, which I feel like is a little bit different than this. Hypnosis is 
trying to change someone forcibly or change how their consciousness operates forcibly. Whereas brainwashing is just trying to completely reconnect the way the brain works. There's technically hypnosis in Dream Warriors. (laughs) I think there is an Exorcist 2, by the way. (laughs) There's an Exorcist 2 and 3. I never saw three. Yeah. I just know that two. Yeah. And then the director put the woman out on the edge of a building, like on the roof, like without any kind of safety support or anything, because he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. But anyway, but hypnosis. So, yeah. um, the I depiction don't think... the depiction of hypnosis in this is really good. It's really. I, I feel like it's very <clears throat> subtle at first, and then mm-hmm. it grows into it. It's like it's almost hyp- hypnotizing the audience. True. In a in a sense, because you don't you don't understand like you don't like realize the change that she's making and the things that she's doing like it's really that whole scene is really well acted yeah you yeah sides. you say that chris, like the chris, the actor that plays chris he does a really good job of emoting like in that scene he like does. so He's good really good with emoting yeah he he like the way that he is basically it seems like uh, emotions are being forced out of mm-hmm. him. The way that he depicts that is masterful. It's great. Like yeah. he, he, like he is saying things that it seems like he doesn't want to mm-hmm. say, and that's really hard to do. I would think as and, an actor. And he does have that moment where he realizes that they've started, but he's powerless to stop it because exactly. he actually says, hey, "Wait, have we have we started?" But then he stops mid sentence. And yeah. he's kind of already under her control, which is right. terrifying. Yeah, because she's already started doing the little doing glass. The, the, spoon, the, the, the spoon to the, oh, to yeah. the cup. Yeah. That noise, that noise that, is terrible. That, 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 just, oh, no. that just scraping oh, noise. So much. I hate that it. scraping Ooh. noise. I hate that noise. Yeah. It. Um, have either of y'all ever had experience with hypnosis? The, I, I had the opportunity. No. Yeah, I had the opportunity to. Uh, my parents took me to a psychologist when I was young and angsty. And uh, fuck you, dad. I'm going to go to art school. <laughs> Um, but we've all, uh, we've all been there. My psychologist suggested it to me, but it freaked me out. So I was like, "I'm good, thanks, though." Unless he did it to me without me knowing. I would so <laughs> historic. That's unethical. Yeah, yeah. Historically, um, hypnosis has been kind of like it's been either poo pooed or uh, lauded as a good form of of psychology. But it's uh, a lot of. This is going to go off into another territory for just a second, but uh, a lot of um, UFO abductees have, oh, yeah. have had uh, hypnosis performed on them to kind of recall their abduction experience and uh, yeah. to uh, normally pretty successful uh, uh, sessions of hypnosis because they've, they've had uh, sessions where more than one person was abducted and they performed hypnosis on both of them separately and they both told the same story. Uh, so there, there is probably a degree of truth and, and a degree of, of reality about it, but it, I'm not sure of how much of that is really just psychology mm-hmm. uh, and, and the person believing that they're under hypnosis rather than actually being, quote-unquote, under hypnosis, I guess, is a way. Um, but as she said, heightened suggestibility yeah, is really... And, and that's what I, I took away from it, uh, from what I, little I, I researched into it, is it, uh, I think hypnosis is as successful... As the suggestibility or the willingness of the person to be hypnotized exactly. or to be suggested to. <clears throat> exactly. So if you, I feel like if you listen to a lot of hypnosis from a critical standpoint, um, it won't really work. Like if you just hear the words that are being said to you and you see the pictures, you're just like, 
well, this is cool, but, you know, whatever. It's, this is kind of more like an entertainment thing. Right. But uh, if someone really, really wants to be hypnotized and to discover something about themselves, then it could be a powerful tool for change or a powerful tool for self-harm, really. Yeah. So I know that some trans people go through hypnosis during their transition so that they can believe, you know, but for, for it could... It can be used a little bit as sort of gender dysphoria alleviation, but it ultimately it kind of never... Because obviously hypnosis is only a... for Not in this, obviously, because in Get Out they use hypnosis and then they go into a permanent state. Mm. But because hypnosis is a sort of short state, it, obviously it's not going to last forever, that... They use obviously they use it sometimes for like bad like for like a a bad dysphoria. Day. Um, I can actually and I know oh. that like people use it online, like uh, Christian, <laughs> the well known Sonic fan, used <laughs> apparently hypnosis with part of their transition, but. You've got to take what they say with a very large print. Oh, yeah. I, I, can, I can actually speak to that a little bit because I have uh, seen some of that. And um, uh, there is a lot of darker shit out there about hypnosis, and it's really gross. Mm -hmm. um, but there is also some positive stuff. And uh, the ones that I have watched, at, like from a very critical standpoint, <coughs> have been um, very much about increasing your self-confidence. And feeling comfortable with emotions and um, mm. and com comfortable with the way that you look and stuff like that. So it really is, it, it can be powerful just for basically giving you ideas that you didn't have before. Like if you had really big self-doubts, it can replace those with, hey, you look good today, you feel good today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, it does, it's not even a really a gender-specific thing, most of the stuff that I've seen. Right. It's very much more about, let's change the way that you feel about yourself. Um, yeah, and I... I think the manifestation of and the physical representation of hypnosis as the sunken place is a really uh, good way to represent yes. it. I think it's like that kind of thing. And disassociation bias. <laughs> exactly. Well, and yeah, as somebody personally who's has had dissociative experiences before, it does very much feel like that. It feels like an out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. It feels like uh, what I what has been described to me as astral projection. Before. It's like that sort of thing where you are watching everything happening, but you're not really in control of any of it. Mm. It's just happening to you. Um, and I feel like that is that is kind of how uh, it should have been represented uh, for mm. hypnosis, because it, it's, you know, as it's described as often, that's the, the way it is uh, described, is that it's kind of an out-of-body experience, you know what I mean? And yeah, the sunken place definitely, in addition to the hypnosis, is definitely one of the best horror elements in this because yeah. the, the the depiction of it and just like the the sheer anger that you see and the sheer fear that you see of him screaming while he's sinking and everything like that, but just not making any sound. That's always a, an image that evokes a lot of emotions, and right. I think it was really done very well. Right. Um. So but, this yeah. this kind of goes into I guess the culmination of the themes and and this there's a lot of historical. Uh, documentation of, of a lot of mistreatment of, uh, I guess, people of color in, in medical experiments. People of color, gay people, oh, yeah. uh, Romani people, 
um, you know, you know, Jewish people, all a lot of the the biggest, you know, discriminated against groups in society. I feel like somewhere along the line have had like some kind of experimentation or just weird things done to them in just weird ways. But but basically, this is you know the whole plot of the movie is is about experimentation on on black people. Yeah, uh, and that has obviously historical. Uh, fact uh behind it uh i mean i actually didn't know much about this whole thing until i started reading into it but uh in america back in the 30s there was a, an experiment called the tuskegee syphilis experiment uh which well it started in the 30s but it was a 40-year experiment that it was oh not my God, it, it was not that long it was yeah it was not opened yes. up until Fuck. 1972 so it started in 1932 ended in 1972 when it was when a whistleblower basically blew the whole thing wide open jesus christ that's fucking terrifying but basically yeah what happened was uh there is 600 sharecroppers who were all black men uh, who were basically given injections of syphilis. They were they were injected with syphilis. They were promised that uh, they were going to be taken care of. They were going to be notified when a treatment for syphilis has been found due to the experimenting that they were doing on them. Uh, they were being paid for their experience. They had burial insurance, or at least they said they were going to get burial insurance. But then... When the uh, experiment lost uh, funding about, mm, I think it was like 10 years in or something like that, uh, they didn't tell them that it lost funding, and they kept doing the experiment on them in secret for 30 more years. How did they, how did they continue doing it if they didn't have any funding? Uh, they did it with through I don't know like grants and stuff I guess but I, I I don't I don't know yeah. I don't know how they did it exactly but they they found a way to continue experimenting in a very unethical way because they did not disclose any of this to any of the sharecroppers obviously yeah and for those who don't know syphilis mm. is normally a sexually transmitted disease that eats away at the brain and up until like what the 80s or something there was no cure for it it was and like I, a death sentence. I, and i don't think they actually told them outright that they had syphilis they just categorized it as bad blood oh my God. like that they had bad Ew. blood which is a blanket term that they use for uh syphilis anemia a whole bunch of other mm, just blood yeah. diseases that they didn't they just it was just a big mm. blanket term an umbrella term for all these things and so they well a cure for syphilis was found in 1947 oh wow i thought, pen, it, was, I thought it was a lot later no penicillin was oh was is, that all it is yeah, yeah. jesus christ <laughs> yeah. penicillin is how you cure syphilis Jeez. Uh, <laughs> it's really easy uh but not as much anymore because syphilis is uh mutated um yeah it's mutated so at this point like syphilis and gonorrhea isn't being touched by penicillin oh, wow. right well because penicillin uh, has not really changed much uh i mean they've you know made some changes to penicillin but it isn't enough to uh combat monster syphilis monster <laughs> mutant yeah. syphilis anyway but back when syphilis was more mild mannered and timid uh <laughs> okay. it was just cured by regular penicillin uh but they didn't tell any of the the people who were being experimented on that Jesus. Uh, so they didn't cure their syphilis, even though there was a cure for it. Uh, and uh, many, many men died. Uh, Forty, I think 40 wives contracted the disease. 19 children oh, no. were born with it. Oh, fuck. Yes. That's, that's fucking, like, that's unconscionable. That's and the yes. grossest thing. And syphilis causes a lot of mutations in the body, like, like for children. It causes a lot of, um, like, like, like gonorrhea or... 
it can cause a lot of like mutations in the body yes. and a lot of cause stillbirths. Oh, and stillbirths, a lot of birth defects, as well yeah. as as well as causing uh, infertility. Yeah, Jeez. in both men and women. Yeah, it's Ugh. it's the whole thing. Obviously, like you said, is unconscionable. Yeah. Uh, unconscionable, but it's just. It really boils down to nobody that was experimenting on them cared, and they and uh, because they hmm. were black sharecroppers. Yeah, and like I said, I think that that definitely speaks to like we were talking about the the, the mom's character of just they're expendable humans exactly. for us to use exactly. as we see fit. It starts it starts with that idea that oh maybe they're not as important as I mm-hmm. am right. And then it becomes you experiment on them for forty years. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, it's the whole thing is just it's one of those. I it's one of those things that I don't feel like enough people know about. Yeah, I think it, it's kind of it's you kind hear of about it every down. once in a while, but no one definitely talks about it. You you, t- you hear you, about- you can hear Tuskegee, and you immediately know we're talking about. Some systemic experiments that were done to black people. Well, but, but I didn't know any of what you just told me. Whenever I hear Tuskegee, I think of the Tuskegee Airmen. Well, I when I said I said Tuskegee experiments, but yeah, the Tuskegee yeah. Airmen were really yeah. Or, when I hear very Tuskegee, important. I hear I I think Tuskegee Absolutely. Airmen, and I yeah. didn't even I didn't even really know much about the Tuskegee experiments until yeah. Yeah. I started researching them. Like right. I said, and and that's the whole thing is like I don't think enough people know about it, and I think that it's yeah. not talked about enough. I think it's kind of suppressed in a way because it's set, it's one of those just mm-hmm. awful awful things in American history that we want to try and forget, but we shouldn't. And I, I will say, we don't know definitively that, that, that Get Out is trying to reference this, but we saw a parallel. Yeah. And we thought it was There's important. There's a lot of parallels yeah. there. And even if it's not trying to reference it, it is at least uh, worth it to put the two exactly. together yeah. and, try, and try and relate the two to each other because they do have a lot of uh, similar Definitely. things in common, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, I'll just say it. White people suck. Yeah, that, yeah, white people fucking. That's the overarching theme of the movie: is that white people suck, and the overarching theme <laughs> the of, overarching the 20th century, of the twentieth century, of the 19th century, of the eighteenth century. We keep going. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't really want to boil down that simply because obviously there was a lot of things that we talked about here. Yeah. Uh, really, the the movie mm. is not trying to say white people suck. It's trying to make things apparent that are already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it's trying to do. Is it's trying to shed light on things that that already exist. And you, you only yeah. you have to hope that you know a lot of people came away from this movie thinking about the way that they interact with people differently, thinking about the way that they interact with the world and how comfortable they are in certain situations, and like their comfort versus somebody like they're they're the guy sitting next to them on the bus. They are probably mm. a lot more uncomfortable in that situation than you are if you're white. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It 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 brings out a conversation. You know what I mean? And I think I, I feel like that was the point. Is yes. it needed to start a conversation in American society at that moment exactly. in society. So mm. so what are some of our final or favorite moments, I guess, from this? What do you got, Chrissy? I'm still mm. thinking about mine. <laughs> Any moment with Rod, honestly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But but to pick out a specific moment. It's when he realizes that he can take the cotton from the chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he's in the uh, sort of the prep room, and he takes yeah. the cotton from the chair so he can't hear the clinking mm-hmm. to uh, to escape. 
Like, that was good. That's a that good, was a good ingenuity. Like, little twist. Yeah. yeah. My, <laughs> mine is like the part right after that where the brother comes in and he's like, oh, where'd he go? And then he comes up behind him with the croquet ball yes. and beats the shit out of him. Oh, my God. immediately by Deerhead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just that whole series of events are mm-hmm. like my favorite part, like the revenge part. And we have to note that that fire that starts in the operating room is mm-hmm. like a gif of a fire. Oh, yeah, like, it's very, on top of. very CGI. Yeah, the CGI <laughs> fire was kind of... That's like the one cringe moment in the film. Is just yeah, the, that's it. It's just the CGI <laughs> fire. Yeah. It's like you couldn't just like take a take where you lit this on fire for real. Like why not? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's what's up? You were have... you renting? <laughs> were you renting the hospital sheets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, I think my my two favorite moments. Uh, my favorite like horror moment is when the uh, the grandfather is running at him full sprint in the middle of the yes. night. That's terrifying to me. That would freak me the fuck out. Yeah. Like it, it, it makes me jump out of my skin because it's very poorly lit. And then right after that, you see the, the grandmother in the window just staring like fucking dead-eyed and brushing her hair. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? There's like, just one note that I have uh, about something real quick. And, and it's... So the, the grandfather... That's the grandfather that started the whole thing, though, right? right? Yeah. Why isn't he more a part of the experimentation part, like in the operation part? Is is the only thing I'm I'm wondering he about. Probably it, just I doesn't. Guess. It probably just doesn't. He wants to get back to physical he's, fitness and stuff like that. I he's don't think he wants busy, to do surgery. Tra- and he's stuff. too busy living his life trying to be Jesse Owens. Um, yeah, I guess. I like. I guess. I, I, he's retired. I guess is what mm. it is. I, I I think it's just that he knows that his son is like better at it now and he's older and he wants to just live the retired life you know what i mean that's what i that's how i take it uh i don't think i mean i really don't know though i hadn't thought about it that's fair yeah Yeah. um but my other favorite moment is definitely that moment of realization when chris goes through her box of pictures and that because that's when everything starts to make sense because up until that point you think rose is on board yeah and then he turns around and she just has the keys even though she's she's been faking looking for them Mm -hmm. the whole time Ooh. Also, the moment where she's just like eating Fruit Loops, one, yeah, yeah, one she's bite eating, at a time. She's eating half a Fruit Loop at a time. And I felt personally attacked because that's how I eat cereal. So I was just like, "What? I, I'm not a psychopath, am I?" I she drinks a it with little. milk. I I don't eat it with milk. That makes me more, wait more of a psychopath. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. What have I done? Slow dread building. <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> uh, so, uh, final thoughts. We covered pretty much everything that I think needs to be said. And, and again, you're listening to, to three white-ass people talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah. And so you can take what we say with a grain of salt. But don't listen to us. Watch it for yourself. Yes. That's the best thing I can say as far yes. as a final thought. Because you're going to see a lot of different things in this movie than we did and if you're of a different race than ours, if you're a different culture than ours, if you live in a different country than ours, mm. you're going to take away different things from this movie than we did. It's it's a lot of a different experience. And it's, like I said, it's giving you a conversation to have with other people so you can understand their experience right. better. It's very much a film that'll be different for different people. Mm-hmm. It, different people will experience it differently. I feel like a lot of uh, conservative white people will feel personally attacked by yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's how they should feel about it. Uh, so, uh, good riddance to anybody who doesn't watch the film because of that reasoning. I also feel uh, like some liberal, like li- liberals, will feel attacked because they're like, "Oh, but 
But I'm a bit like that, you know, I'm... Yes. It's like, oh, oh no, get out of our movement, please. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> those types of liberal... The same people who watched Eurovision last night, despite Palestine asking them not to, and then going, yes, yeah. when Iceland put up a Palestine flag. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, it's it's that kind of thing where it's um, uh, fake allies. Mm, I yeah. guess is is that those types of people that will be offended by the movie. I think mm. is people who who think that they are allies just because they know a black person mm. uh, and that they uh, support uh, quote unquote uh, liberal cultural reforms or something like that, where they say that they are progressive, but they're really not. As you said, people who uh, would embrace a person of color as a friend, but don't want them living next to them. Mm. You know, it's, it's that same sort of thing. It just doesn't, it's, there's a juxtaposition. There's a, uh, a binary effect there. <laughs> Um, and I think that's that's other people that will be offended by it as people who think they're liberal but aren't. But otherwise, if you're a fan of comedy and a fan of horror movies, it's fucking great and you should watch it. Like yes. it's the all the comedy hits just the right points. All the horror is uh, it makes you think and it's mm. scary. Like you you get a lot. It really from this it film. really dinks your dink. Yeah, yeah. It does. you know, <laughs> like those that have come before it, like Texas Chainsaw, like like uh, Black Christmas. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, Night of the, Night of the Living Dead, exactly. Yes. It it hits you in that social commentary part, you know? Mm-hmm. Toxic Avenger. Yes. Or rather, Toxic Crusaders. I feel like Toxic Crusaders had a lot more to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we already did that episode. We already did that episode. We're going to do it again. <laughs> Every episode uh, from now on. Toxic, new episode of Toxic Crusaders. What we're trying to say is, as always... In that sense... <laughs> what we're trying to say as always is watch it yes. yeah uh it's it's good and it's it's an important thing and even if uh you go into it and you're not so much into the commentary as like you just don't want to watch a film that is like pseudo political it's still just a good horror film mm. yeah. other than other than just being you know uh saying things that need to be said it's also mm. not too preachy i hope you don't come away from this thinking that it like is shoving any of this down your throat right like on the surface it's just a fun movie yeah but right. If you want to delve deeper in it, it gives you that opportunity. It's tactful. Yeah, it has it has tact, which is uh, rare nowadays. It mm. seems. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think that's all we got for this week. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think we're fine. That's it. Uh, we do have we do have some some bullshit to to, to list off as we always do. We uh, talk about which porn, we, which we once <laughs> we once put at the beginning, and then we forget to every single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, we forget to put it at the beginning every single time. But we really probably should start putting some of it at the beginning. I feel like we could do it in between the news and the main thing. Like do that, do do like a little uh, sound thing, and then be like, "Hey guys, just so you know, before we get into our thing for today, we got this, this, and this." I think that would be a good place for it because then you know people might skip over the news and write to the main part anyway. We're workshopping during the episode. Absolutely. Uh, growth. <laughs> personal growth. Y'all heard it first. We're going to start putting all that in, in the middle. And if we uh, don't, unless we don't you have can news. hold it to us and tell us all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can beat us to death uh, <laughs> with a big spiked bat. Uh, I will send it to you in, in the mail. Uh, <laughs> you work, yeah, mail. you work for the mail. You can do that. I work for the mail. The mail onward to mail works for me. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Facebook. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Just search "Podcast of the Dead." You'll find us on Facebook. 
It's real fucking easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or on Twitter and Instagram under the same handle, which is at PC of the Dead. Uh, we're funny on neither. Um, yeah, right. But that's okay. You should still uh, follow us on both because we love you. I'll, I'll, I'll start posting shit to the Twitter, but you won't like it. Uh, <laughs> that's what I I'm worried about. I actually update the Instagram finally. Yay! My, my horrible Windows phone is dead. I have a phone I can actually upload to. Nice. Can I have the Windows phone when you come here? Maybe. Can I have it? Don't wish oh, it win- I want it. Don't wish it Windows phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also, uh, of course, have a Patreon, which we try and talk about every time. And we have really funny named tiers for it. Do We we do just have like a $1 tier. Though, yeah, right? we do. We have a $1 tier, which is like our eternal gratitude. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Well, I mean, that's... I'll send them. If some, it was just one dollar, I'll send them some ping pong balls, which cost more than a dollar. I will send them that for for a one dollar. If we're trusting our subscriber numbers from Pinecast, and I don't know if I can because it seems to go up and down pretty regularly. <laughs> um, if, if we're trusting, if each one of our subscribers only gave us one dollar a month. We'd have fifty dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we uh, did have, I could eat that week. We did have a new person. Called uh, um, at Papa Tomlet. Uh, I don't know if they're listening this far, but they sent me a Twitter message the other day saying that they want they listen to us because they follow me on Twitter because they know some of my lefty for like some lefties. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it, if only you were contributing a dollar to us every month, and I know we sound like NPR right now, uh, <laughs> that you, would help us a lot. Your can go a long way. <laughs> To, to presenting this this great this great programming and commentary and uh, I'll, just I'll give just, you one of those driveway. I'll just be honest with with the funds that we get from our Patreon. The first thing we're going to do is get Chrissy a new mic and interface, so yeah. they won't sound like they're in uh, the, the fucking ass end. Like they're in the ass end of a toilet, speaking out the other end. Like, when they get a new microphone, we can actually stop calling it the void. We yes. will give the place that you live a name. I'll still call it the void because I think it's funny uh, uh, but that's it anyway our patreon is patreon.com slash pc of the dead it's just like everything else it's real easy uh we also have a uh, gmail if you want to gmail us <laughs> suggestions give us suggestions for movies give us suggestions for things to talk about yeah, I, think, I think that's probably Unless the best the thing bye you bye could bye man then you can fuck off yeah then you can go, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself uh, uh but yeah no tell us uh tell us the porn that you want Zach to watch uh tell them tell me what you want me to wear that day i don't know just tell us tell us what nail color you want me to try next i don't give a fuck yeah like, and really honestly probably the best thing you can send to the email is more movie suggestions yes. because we always need more movie suggestions we've already been uh suggested a couple movies which we are planning to do in the future mm. uh uh, which is, um, that's the way uh, we work. If you request it, we'll do it. Yep. We work on a request, uh, a commission basis, <laughs> let's say. So we create this content for you and uh, ourselves a little bit. Uh, yeah. But if you give us suggestions, we'll fucking do it. We'll do it. Don't don't well, test us. Unless you <laughs> well. We have one suggestion that we're not doing. <laughs> yeah, what, well. What, hostile? I mean, that. But well, that, yeah, hostile. That's what but, we all decided on. But, yeah, well, yeah. what else are we doing, not doing? I don't know. There's oh, a yeah, list. Oh, we, yeah. we made a list when yeah. we started the podcast <laughs> of things we'll never do. Yeah. We'll never reveal it to you, but it should be obvious at this point things that we're not going yeah, to do. Yeah, we don't like stupid, gross, shock value things. That's, that's kind of where and we're Well, I mean, we sort of do, because we like drama. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, I, I would say we don't like uh, shock things for the sake of shock. Yeah. Uh, that isn't trying to do something bigger with it. Uh, that's just trying to grab money for being shock value. I don't like Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah? <laughs> we own three of them, I think. Yeah, but only the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank you. Uh, we love you. This one, Thanks, we love you. Making my work week mildly good. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, lads.